0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was
0: just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off and I just like knew God is here with us. AND NOW, HERE'S ANDREW.
1: WELCOME TO OUR FRIDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY IS THE END OF A SERIES THAT I'VE BEEN DOING FOR FOUR WEEKS ON HARDNESS OF HEART. I'VE GOT A BOOK ON THIS ENTITLED HARDNESS OF HEART, CD'S, DVD'S, AND uh, TODAY'S GOING TO BE OUR LAST DAY TO OFFER THAT OVER TELEVISION. I'VE SAID THIS SO MANY TIMES, BUT THIS IS SO FOUNDATIONAL. IT HAS JUST BECOME A MAJOR, MAJOR PART OF MY LIFE, THESE THINGS THAT GOD HAS SHOWN ME. AND I THINK THAT THIS IS WHERE SO MANY PEOPLE MISS IT. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO GO BACK AND SUMMARIZE IT, BUT REALLY THIS TEACHING IS uh, SOMETHING THAT YOU MUST HAVE. IT REALLY IS FOUNDATIONAL TO THE CHRISTIAN LIFE. SO PLEASE GET THIS MATERIAL. TODAY IS OUR LAST DAY TO MAKE THAT OFFER OVER TELEVISION. YESTERDAY I WAS TEACHING FROM MATTHEW CHAPTER 17, WHERE JESUS' DISCIPLES TRIED TO CAST THE DEMON OUT OF A BOY. THEY COULDN'T DO IT. THEY ASKED WHY, AND JESUS SAID, IT'S BECAUSE OF YOUR UNBELIEF. THE NIV AND SOME OTHER TRANSLATIONS WILL SAY IT'S YOUR LITTLE FAITH, BUT FAITH ISN'T THE PROBLEM. IF YOU ARE BORN AGAIN, YOU HAVE THE FAITH OF THE SON OF GOD. YOUR FAITH WAS GOOD ENOUGH TO GET YOU BORN AGAIN. THAT'S THE GREATEST MIRACLE YOU'LL EVER NEED. YOU DON'T NEED MORE FAITH. THE PROBLEM IS YOU'VE GOT MORE UNBELIEF THAN YOU NEED. MAN, THAT IS HUGE. THAT IS A HUGE STATEMENT. AND MOST PEOPLE THINK, I NEED MORE FAITH. NO, YOU NEED LESS UNBELIEF. HOW DOES FAITH COME? FAITH COMES BY HEARING AND HEARING BY THE WORD OF GOD, ROMANS 10, 17. HOW DOES UNBELIEF COME? UNBELIEF COMES BY HEARING ANYTHING THAT'S CONTRARY TO THE WORD OF GOD. AND THE SAD FACT IS, MOST OF US ARE JUST INUNDATED WITH THINGS THAT ARE CONTRARY TO THE WORD OF GOD. SAD TO SAY, EVEN IN CHURCH, MANY CHURCHES ARE JUST AGAINST THE TRUTHS OF GOD'S WORD, AND THEY'RE TEACHING THINGS WRONG. BUT THEN OUTSIDE OF THE CHURCH, MAN, OUR WORLD IS JUST FULL OF UNBELIEF. THEY ARE BAPTIZED IN UNBELIEF. THEY ARE GOING TO SPEAK DEATH OVER YOU. THEY'RE GOING TO SPEAK POVERTY OVER YOU. THEY'RE GOING TO SPEAK, YOU KNOW, THAT MARRIAGES WON'T LAST, THAT YOU CAN'T GET ALONG. AND THERE'S JUST UNBELIEF COMING IN US FROM EVERY DIRECTION. HOW DO YOU DEAL WITH IT? THAT'S WHAT THIS WHOLE TEACHING IS ABOUT. YOU CAN BECOME HARDENED TO UNBELIEF BY PUTTING YOUR ATTENTION SO FOCUSED ON GOD THAT LITERALLY YOU DON'T KNOW HOW TO DISBELIEVE GOD. IT'S NOT SOMETHING THAT YOU JUST HAVE SOMEBODY WAVE THEIR HAND OVER AND IT HAPPENS, BUT IT CAN HAPPEN. YOU CAN GET TO WHERE YOU GET RID OF THIS UNBELIEF. AND WHEN YOU DON'T HAVE UNBELIEF NEGATING OR COUNTERBALANCING YOUR FAITH, THEN A LITTLE MUSTARD SEED AMOUNT OF FAITH IS ENOUGH TO REMOVE A MOUNTAIN IS WHAT JESUS SAID HERE IN MATTHEW 17 AND IN VERSE 20. BUT THEN IN VERSE 21, AND AGAIN, I SAY THAT THE NIV DOESN'T EVEN PUT MATTHEW 17, 21. IT'S NOT EVEN IN THE BIBLE. THEY JUST CHOSE TO TAKE THAT VERSE OUT OF THE BIBLE. MAN, I DON'T THINK THAT'S GOOD AT ALL. But Jesus went on to say in verse 21, Matthew 17, 21, howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. I've heard people my whole life talk about that there are some demons that are stronger than others and you can't just rebuke them in the name of Jesus. You've also got to pray and fast to get them out. That's not what this is talking about. There is no demon that the name of Jesus and faith in His name isn't enough to overcome them. AND IF FOR SOME REASON YOU EVER ENCOUNTERED ANY DEMON THAT THE NAME OF JESUS AND FAITH WASN'T ENOUGH, WELL THEN I CAN GUARANTEE YOU YOUR FASTING IN PRAYER IS NOT GOING TO DO IT EITHER. FASTING IN PRAYER DOESN'T CAST OUT CERTAIN TYPES OF DEMONS. ALL DEMONS ARE UNDER THE FEET OF JESUS. ALL YOU GOT TO DO IS BELIEVE AND RECEIVE. IF YOU DOUBT, YOU DO WITHOUT. THAT'S THAT SIMPLE. THIS IS SAYING THIS KIND, THIS KIND OF WHAT? THE SUBJECT IN THAT VERSE IS UNBELIEF. IT WAS YOUR UNBELIEF THAT WAS THE PROBLEM, AND THIS KIND OF UNBELIEF GOETH NOT OUT BUT BY PRAYER AND FASTING. THIS IS TALKING ABOUT HOW YOU OVERCOME THIS KIND OF UNBELIEF. THE VERY FACT THAT IT SAYS THIS KIND SHOWS THAT THERE'S DIFFERENT KINDS OF UNBELIEF. AND JUST FOR TIME'S SAKE, I'M NOT GOING TO TURN TO SCRIPTURES. That YOU CAN TAKE THIS AS ANDIOLOGY, BUT I HAVE PUT UNBELIEF INTO THREE CATEGORIES. ONE CATEGORY OR ONE KIND OF UNBELIEF IS JUST IGNORANCE. IGNORANCE WILL KEEP A PERSON FROM RECEIVING. YOU CAN HAVE UNBELIEF BECAUSE OF IGNORANCE. LIKE I WAS RAISED IN A CHURCH THAT DIDN'T TEACH IN THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT AND SPEAKING IN tongues, AND SO FOR MOST OF MY LIFE UP UNTIL I WAS 18 YEARS OLD, Uh, I DIDN'T KNOW ABOUT THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. I DIDN'T KNOW ABOUT THE GIFTS OF THE SPIRIT AND SPEAKING IN TONGUES. AND SO I DIDN'T BELIEVE FOR THEM, NOT BECAUSE I WAS MAD AT THEM OR UPSET WITH THEM. IT WAS just I WAS IGNORANT OF THEM. IGNORANCE CAUSES UNBELIEF. WHAT'S THE ANTIDOTE FOR THAT KIND OF UNBELIEF? THE TRUTH. YOU TELL A PERSON THE TRUTH, AND ONCE THEY KNOW THE TRUTH, IF THEY'RE WILLING TO ACCEPT IT, THAT KIND OF UNBELIEF IS JUST GONE by just telling a person the truth. A second kind of unbelief is disbelief or wrong teaching. It's one thing to be raised in ignorance about something. That will cause you to not have faith for it because you haven't heard. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. But then if you've been taught the wrong thing about something, that's similar to, you know, when you just have uh, unbelief that is caused by ignorance, that's like having a blackboard with nothing written on it. AND ALL YOU GOT TO DO IS JUST WRITE THE PROPER THINGS ON THERE. BUT IF YOU HAVE BEEN TAUGHT THE WRONG THINGS, THAT'S LIKE HAVING A ba- BLACKBOARD THAT IS COMPLETELY COVERED WITH THE WRONG STUFF ON IT. AND BEFORE YOU CAN WRITE THE RIGHT THING ON THERE, YOU'VE GOT TO ERASE THAT. YOU'VE GOT TO MAKE A PLACE FOR IT. SO PEOPLE WHO HAVE BEEN BROUGHT UP IN IGNORANCE, IT'S RELATIVELY EASY TO GET THEM OVER THAT KIND OF UNBELIEF. YOU JUST TELL THEM THE TRUTH, AND IF THEY HAVE A HEART TO RECEIVE, THEY JUST LATCH onto IT AND THEY'RE FREE. A PERSON WHO'S BEEN TAUGHT THE WRONG THING, IT'S HARDER BECAUSE THEY NOW HAVE TO COUNTER ALL OF THIS WRONG TEACHING, AND THEY HAVE TO ERASE ALL OF THAT STUFF BEFORE THEY CAN WRITE THE PROPER THINGS ON THEIR HEART. BUT THE ANTIDOTE IS STILL THE SAME. IT'S THE TRUTH. YOU MAY HAVE TO DO SOME MORE WORK TO ERASE THAT WRONG TEACHING, BUT YOU JUST WRITE THE TRUTH UP THERE, AND THE TRUTH WILL SET THEM FREE. But then there's a third type of t- uh, unbelief, and I believe that that's what this is referring to. That third type of unbelief is where you just have what I call natural unbelief. In other words, it's not ignorance. It's not that you've been taught the wrong thing. It's just that something in the natural doesn't match what you're believing, and there's just instantly going to be a thought of, God didn't answer my prayer. It didn't work. Like say, for instance, if you believe that God wants you well, AND SO YOU PRAY, YOU GET may, MAYBE AGREEMENT FOR PRAYER. YOU PRAY AND BELIEVE AND SAY, IN THE NAME OF JESUS, I COMMAND THIS PAIN TO BE GONE. AND YOU SAY, AMEN, AND YET YOU STILL HAVE PAIN. IT'S NATURAL FOR YOU TO JUST HAVE A THOUGHT OF UNBELIEF. AND THAT'S NOT BECAUSE OF IGNORANCE. IT'S NOT BECAUSE OF WRONG TEACHING. IT'S JUST THAT IN THE NATURAL, IT DOESN'T MATCH WHAT YOU'RE BELIEVING FOR. AND THERE'S GOING TO BE NATURALLY A THOUGHT OF UNBELIEF. HOW DO YOU DEAL WITH THAT KIND OF UNBELIEF THAT DOESN'T COME BECAUSE OF IGNORANCE OR WRONG TEACHING? IT'S JUST NATURAL THINGS DON'T MATCH UP. WELL, THE ANSWER RIGHT HERE IS THAT YOU HAVE TO uh, GO INTO PRAYER AND FASTING. HERE'S WHY PRAYER AND FASTING AFFECTS THAT KIND OF UNBELIEF. BECAUSE WHEN YOU ARE PRAYING TO A GOD THAT YOU CAN'T SEE, THAT RIGHT THERE IS GOING AGAINST YOUR PHYSICAL SENSES. IT'S GOING AGAINST YOUR SIGHT. IN THE NATURAL, UNLESS YOU ARE OPERATING IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM, YOU WILL NOT TALK TO A PERSON THAT YOU CAN'T SEE. FOR YOU TO DO THAT, YOU HAVE TO BE OPERATING IN FAITH. AND SO IT BRINGS YOU INTO THIS SPIRITUAL REALM. FOR YOU TO FAST, YOU ARE DENYING YOUR PHYSICAL SENSES. YOU'RE SAYING, I AM NOT GOING TO BE DOMINATED BY WHAT I SEE, TASTE, HEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL. I'M GOING TO BE DOMINATED BY FAITH, WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. YOUR NATURAL BODY WILL JUST REBEL AT THAT, THINKING, THIS IS CRAZY. I, I DON'T SEE IT. I DON'T FEEL IT. BUT IF YOU START FASTING, WHAT YOU DO IS SAY, BODY, YOU AREN'T GOING TO CONTROL ME. WHAT I FEEL IS NOT GOING TO CONTROL ME. WHAT I SEE IS NOT GOING TO CONTROL ME. WHAT MY BELLY TELLS ME IS NOT GOING TO CONTROL ME. I AM NOT GOING TO LIVE BY BREAD ALONE, BUT BY EVERY WORD THAT COMES OUT OF THE MOUTH OF GOD. AND SO YOU START A FAST. AND I can GUARANTEE YOU, WHEN YOU DO THAT, YOUR BODY WILL REBEL. AND YOUR BODY WILL SAY THAT I'M DYING, FEED ME. AND IF YOU SIT THERE AND SAY, ALL RIGHT, I'M GOING TO EXTEND IT, WE'LL GO TWO DAYS. YOUR BODY WILL SAY, I'LL BE DEAD IN TWO DAYS. YOU SAY THREE DAYS. AND YOUR BODY WILL EVENTUALLY QUIET DOWN. I DON'T KNOW IF ANY OF YOU HAVE EVER BEEN ON AN EXTENDED FAST, BUT I HAVE FASTED A NUMBER OF TIMES. AND, and AFTER... IT DEPENDS ON HOW OFTEN YOU DO IT, BUT EVEN IF YOU HAVEN'T FASTED HARDLY AT ALL. IF YOU GO MORE THAN TWO DAYS OR THREE DAYS, AFTER A PERIOD OF TIME, YOUR BODY JUST... YOU GET OVER HUNGER. IT'S NOT THAT YOU'RE STARVING TO DEATH. YOUR BODY WILL TELL YOU, I'M DYING. IN THE FIRST DAY, BUT THE TRUTH IS, IT WOULD ACTUALLY DO YOU GOOD TO FAST FROM FOOD ONE DAY A WEEK. THAT'S WHAT THE MEDICAL PROFESSION SAYS. IT HELPS PURGE AND FLUSH YOUR BODY OF THINGS. YOU DON'T DIE AFTER 24 HOURS WITHOUT FOOD. ACTUALLY, YOU DON'T BEGIN TO START PHYSICALLY DYING UNTIL AFTER 40 DAYS. THAT'S WHY IT WAS SO CRITICAL AFTER 40 DAYS THAT JESUS HAD FASTED, HE WAS NOW HUNGRY. THIS WASN'T TALKING ABOUT JUST APPETITE. HE WAS STARVING AND IT WAS A REAL TEMPTATION WHEN SATAN CAME AND WANTED HIM TO TURN A a STONE INTO A PIECE OF BREAD. AND SO, ANYWAY, AFTER A FEW DAYS OF FASTING, YOUR BODY WILL JUST QUIET DOWN. BASICALLY, IT'S LIKE THIS. YOUR BODY'S THINKING, IF I'M GOING TO SURVIVE THIS THING, I BETTER QUIT uh, COMPLAINING. I BETTER QUIT... TALKING ABOUT FOOD AND JUST SUBMIT. AND YOU LEARN HOW TO YIELD YOUR SENSES, EVEN YOUR DRIVE TO EAT AND EVERYTHING ELSE. YOU SUBMIT IT AND LET THE SPIRIT TAKE CONTROL INSTEAD OF THE PHYSICAL BODY. BUT SEE, IF YOU HAVEN'T DONE THINGS LIKE THAT, AND THEN YOU START PRAYING AGAINST a PAIN, YOU GOT A PAIN IN YOUR HAND AND YOU'RE SAYING, PAIN IN THE NAME OF JESUS, I COMMAND YOU TO GO. AND IF YOU HAVEN'T BY USE, Brought your body under control. That's what it says in Hebrews 5.14. Strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It takes use. You have to practice this. It, it's not something you just make a decision or pray one time. It's something you have to do. And so if you haven't been using your faith and commanding your body to get into subjection and you say, body, quit hurting in the name of Jesus. And then you say, amen. And if you still feel pain, THERE'S GOING TO BE THIS NATURAL THOUGHT OF UNBELIEF. LIKE, I STILL GOT MY PAIN. IT MUST NOT HAVE WORKED. AND IF YOU AREN'T IN CONTROL OF YOUR EMOTIONS AND YOUR THINKING, WELL, THEN THAT NATURAL UNBELIEF WILL DILUTE, COUNTER, NEGATE YOUR FAITH, AND IT WILL KEEP YOUR ANSWER FROM COMING. But if you have been praying to a God that you can't see and training yourself that there's more than just this physical realm. If you have been living not only by bread, by physical things, but you've been living by the Word of God, then when you sit there and say, Amen, and if you still feel a pain, it's no problem. You just say, body, you get in line and your body will say, oh yeah, this is like fasting. This is like prayer. There's more going on than what I can see, taste, hear, smell, or feel. And your body will submit. AND THESE THOUGHTS OF UNBELIEF WILL LEAVE. YOU KNOW, IF YOU SAW THIS WHOLE SERIES THAT I'VE DONE, I STARTED the SERIES TALKING ABOUT THAT I PRAYED FOR A MAN ONE TIME WHO WAS RAISED FROM THE DEAD. AND BECAUSE OF THIS, I JUST GOT SO EXCITED. I THOUGHT, IF I CAN SEE A MAN RAISED FROM THE DEAD, I CAN SEE ANYTHING HAPPEN. AND I WENT TO A MEETING. THERE WAS A MAN IN A WHEELCHAIR. I JUST WENT DOWN AND GRABBED HIM BY THE HAND, YANKED HIM OUT OF THIS WHEELCHAIR, AND HE FELL OVER ON HIS FACE. AND HE DIDN'T SEE HIS HEALING MANIFEST. AND, MAN, IT EMBARRASSED ME. THE WHOLE PEOPLE IN THE CROWD, THEY GASPED. I WAS THINKING LAWSUIT. PEOPLE, I'M SURE, HATED ME, THOUGHT WHAT A FOOL I would MADE OF MYSELF AND OF GOD. AND ANYWAY, I WRESTLED THIS GUY BACK INTO THE CHAIR AND SAID, DEPART IN PEACE AND LET HIM GO. AND THEN I WENT TO MY HOTEL ROOM, AND, MAN, I WAS SAYING, GOD, WHAT'S WRONG? AND IT TOOK ME YEARS BEFORE I GOT AN ANSWER ON THIS, BUT THE ANSWER WAS THIS. Hardness of heart, I believed. and some people say, no, you weren't in faith. Tell give me a break. If you aren't in faith, you don't grab a guy out of a wheelchair. I never expected to see this guy fall on his face. I expected to see him walk. There was faith there, but there was something else at work. I didn't know for years what it was, but it was unbelief. And it was an unbelief in the sense that I didn't believe God, love God, trust God, but I was sensitive to what people had to say. AND CONTRAST THIS WITH SMITH WIGGLESWORTH WHO YEARS LATER I READ ABOUT HIM AND HE HAD THIS WOMAN COME UP ON HIS STAGE AND SHE WAS AN ELDERLY WOMAN. SHE HAD A HUGE TUMOR THAT MADE IT LOOK LIKE SHE WAS NINE MONTHS PREGNANT AND SHE COULDN'T EVEN STAND ON HER OWN. SHE HAD TO HAVE A LADY ON EACH SIDE HOLDING HER UP. AND THEY WANTED SMITH TO PRAY FOR HER. SO HE SAID, LET HER GO. AND THEY SAID, WE CAN'T LET HER GO. AND HE RAISED HIS VOICE AND HE SAID, LET HER GO. AND SO THEY LET HER GO. AND SHE FELL FORWARD ON THAT TUMOR AND LET OUT A GASP. AND WHEN SHE DID, ALL OF THE AUDIENCE, YOU COULD HEAR GASP, AND THEY WERE SUCKED ALL OF THE AIR OUT OF THE ROOM. IT WAS THE EXACT SAME THING THAT HAPPENED TO ME WHEN I PULLED THIS GUY OUT OF THE WHEELCHAIR. I COULD RELATE. BUT HERE'S WHERE THE DIFFERENCE WAS. WHEN THERE WAS REJECTION, WHEN THERE WERE THOUGHTS OF YOU IDIOT, YOU MADE A FOOL OF YOURSELF, AND THINGS LIKE THIS, AND THAT CAME TOWARDS ME, I WAS SENSITIVE TO THAT. I wasn't hardened towards it. I was sensitive to it. What people thought about me affected the way I ministered. Jesus said this in John chapter 5, verse 44, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God alone? That's another way of saying that unbelief, worrying what people think about you will stop your faith. You'll be more sensitive to people and their criticism than you are to what God had to say. SO WHEN I FELT ALL OF THIS UNBELIEF COMING FROM THE CROWD, MAN, I GOT INTO UNBELIEF AND I JUST PUT HIM BACK IN HIS WHEELCHAIR AND LET HIM GO. HOW DID SMITH RESPOND WHEN THIS WOMAN FELL ON HER TUMOR AND LET OUT A GASP? HE SAID, PICK HER UP. HE WAS INSENSITIVE TO IT. AND SO HERE THIS WOMAN WAS STANDING WITH A WOMAN ON EACH SIDE. AND THE SECOND TIME, HE SAID, LET HER GO. THEY SAID, WE CAN'T LET HER GO. SHE'LL FALL again and he yelled said i said let her go and they let her go and she fell on that tumor again and she let out a cry of pain and all of the people gasped smith said pick her up so the third time he said let her go and this time these women said i we will not let her go and he yelled at them and he said i said let her go and a man in the audience stood up and he said you beast leave that poor woman alone AND SMITH JUST TURNED AT THIS GUY AND SAID, YOU MIND YOUR OWN BUSINESS. I KNOW MY BUSINESS. AND HE YELLED AT THEM, LET HER GO. SO THEY LET HER GO THE THIRD TIME, AND THIS TIME THAT TUMOR JUST FELL OUT OF HER DRESS ON THE STAGE, AND SHE WALKED OUT COMPLETELY HEALED. LET ME PRESENT TO YOU THAT SMITH DIDN'T HAVE ONE OUNCE MORE FAITH THAN I HAD, BUT HE HAD LESS UNBELIEF. AND YOU KNOW WHY? BECAUSE HE WOULDN'T CONSIDER WHAT OTHER PEOPLE HAD TO SAY. I WAS TOO SENSITIVE TO PEOPLE. I WAS LOOKING FOR PEOPLE'S APPROVAL. I'VE COME A LONG WAY SINCE THEN, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I STILL HAVE TO DEAL WITH ALL OF THESE KIND OF THINGS. SMITH WIGGLESWORTH COULDN'T EVEN READ WHEN HE FIRST GOT BORN AGAIN, AND HE ASKED GOD TO HELP HIM READ THE BIBLE, AND THE ONLY THING HE COULD EVER READ WAS THE BIBLE. AND I REMEMBER LESTER SUMMERALL TALKING ABOUT GOING TO SEE HIM ONE TIME WHEN SMITH WAS REAL OLD, and Lester had a, a, a newspaper folded up and under his arm when he knocked on the door. And Smith came to the door, and Lester asked if he could go in and see him. And Smith said, "You can come in, but you'll have to leave that newspaper outside." Smith wouldn't read anything but the Bible. And people think, "Well, that's narrow-minded. That's that's you know that's crazy." There's decent things in the Bible. There's some good things in in the newspaper. I'VE ACTUALLY READ SOME THINGS IN THE NEWSPAPER THAT I'VE USED IN A MESSAGE, AND I'VE USED THEM. OVER 30 OR 40 YEARS OF MINISTRY, SMITH WIGGLESWORTH COULD HAVE MISSED A DOZEN GOOD THINGS IN A NEWSPAPER, BUT HE MISSED THOUSANDS OF THINGS THAT WOULD HAVE HINDERED HIS FAITH, THAT WOULD HAVE MADE HIM RECEPTIVE TO WHAT PEOPLE THOUGHT AND HOW THEY RESPONDED. HE WAS JUST SO FOCUSED ON GOD, HE DIDN'T KNOW HOW TO DISBELIEVE GOD. HE WASN'T SENSITIVE TO WHAT OTHER PEOPLE SAID. MATTER OF FACT, THIS BOOK THAT I READ ABOUT HIM, IT WAS HIS SON-IN-LAW THAT WROTE THE BOOK AND HE TRAVELED WITH HIM AND SO HE WAS TELLING THESE THINGS FROM PERSONAL EXPERIENCE AND HIS SON-IN-LAW SAID ONE OF THE MOST COMMON CRITICISMS AGAINST SMITH WAS THAT HE WAS HARD. And, AND YOU KNOW WHAT THAT MEANS? IT MEANS COLD, INSENSITIVE, UNFEELING, UNYIELDING. HE WASN'T HARD TOWARDS GOD. HE WAS HARD TOWARDS PEOPLE. HE DIDN'T CARE WHAT PEOPLE THOUGHT. HE HAD A WORD FROM GOD AND HE OPERATED IN IT. AND I'M SURE HE DIDN'T DO EVERYTHING PERFECTLY, BUT nonetheless, THIS IS THE REASON THAT HE SAW PROBABLY MORE MIRACLES THAN I'VE SEEN WAS BECAUSE HE WAS SO HARDENED. HE DIDN'T CARE ABOUT WHAT PEOPLE HAD TO SAY. AGAIN, I GO BACK TO JOHN 5, 44. JESUS SAID, HOW CAN YOU BELIEVE WHICH RECEIVE HONOR ONE OF ANOTHER AND SEEK NOT THE HONOR THAT COMES FROM GOD ALONE? AND SEE, MANY THINGS HARDEN OUR HEART. YES, SIN CAN HARDEN YOUR HEART, BUT JUST AS THESE VERSES ARE SAYING, IT COULD JUST BE THE FACT THAT YOU'RE WORRIED ABOUT WHAT PEOPLE HAVE TO SAY. THAT IN ITSELF ISN'T SIN. IT'S NOT THAT YOU ARE IN REBELLION TOWARDS GOD, BUT IF YOU... JUST ARE codependent UPON PEOPLE'S APPROVAL. IF YOU HAVE TO FEEL LIKE YOU'RE ACCEPTED AND YOU'RE IN THE, YOU KNOW, THE MIDDLE OF THE ROAD, YOU WANT TO BE THERE IN THE AVERAGE GROUP. YOU HAVE THIS HERD MENTALITY. YOU'RE AFRAID TO STEP OUT AND TO BE SINGLED OUT AND uh, BE IDENTIFIED AS A FANATIC OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. YOU KNOW WHAT? THAT WILL HARDEN YOUR HEART TOWARDS GOD. YOU WILL BE MORE SENSITIVE TO PEOPLE AND THEIR ACCEPTANCE THAN YOU ARE TO GOD'S ACCEPTANCE, AND THAT WILL DILUTE YOUR FAITH. SO AGAIN, GOING BACK TO WHY COULDN'T THESE DISCIPLES CAST THE DEMON OUT BECAUSE THEY HAD UNBELIEF? WHY IS IT THAT WE DON'T SEE THINGS HAPPEN, ESPECIALLY TO THOSE OF YOU WHO BELIEVE THAT GOD WANTS YOU WELL, GOD WANTS YOU TO PROSPER, GOD WANTS YOU TO SUCCEED, HE WANTS YOUR MARRIAGE TO WORK. YOU BELIEVE THESE THINGS, YOU'RE PRAYING FOR IT, BUT WHY AREN'T YOU SEEING IT HAPPEN? I can GUARANTEE IT'S NOT BECAUSE YOU DON'T HAVE FAITH, IT'S BECAUSE YOU'VE GOT UNBELIEF. YOU'VE BEEN LISTENING TO SOMEBODY ELSE. YOU'VE BEEN LISTENING TO THINGS THAT VIOLATE THE WORD OF GOD. GOD'S WORD IS NOT THE plumb LINE. IT IS NOT THE ABSOLUTE STANDARD IN YOUR LIFE. YOU ARE INFLUENCED BY ALL OF THESE OTHER THINGS, BY PSYCHOLOGY AND WHAT THE WORLD'S OPINION IS. I TELL YOU, THE WORLD TEACHES THAT YOU HAVE TO JUST GO THROUGH STRUGGLES AND THAT YOU SUFFER AND THINGS LIKE THIS. JESUS TAUGHT THAT, MAN, YOU CAN HAVE JOY UNSPEAKABLE AND FULL OF GLORY, THAT HE WILL LIFT UP THE VALLEYS AND LOWER THE MOUNTAINS. IF YOU BRING THE MOUNTAINS DOWN AND THE VALLEYS UP, THAT MEANS THAT THERE SHOULDN'T BE THIS UP AND DOWN LIKE THIS. THERE OUGHT TO BE A CONSTANT WALK WITH THE LORD. HE SAID THAT THOSE WHO COME TO HIM WILL NEVER HUNGER AND NEVER THIRST AGAIN. AND YET, THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN Per- promotes going through valleys and that you're going to have these hard times, and it's in these hard times that God will teach you things. It's down in the valley where the fruit grows. You can't be on a mountaintop all of the time. And religion preaches unbelief and things that are contrary to what God's Word says. And if you listen to that, then when something happens to you, you will fold because it's what you believe. You believe you have to do it. There's people that believe you have to be depressed. YOU KNOW, I'VE BEEN WALKING WITH THE LORD NOW FOR 52 YEARS. BY THE TIME YOU SEE THIS PROGRAM, IT WILL BE 52 YEARS SINCE THE LORD CHANGED MY LIFE. I'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN FOR 62 YEARS, but I'VE BEEN WALKING WITH THE LORD FOR 52 YEARS, AND I DON'T GET DEPRESSED, AND I DON'T GET SICK. AND SOME PEOPLE SAY, I DON'T BELIEVE THAT. I DON'T BELIEVE... YOU'RE LYING. WELL, IT'S MY TESTIMONY AND I'M STICKING WITH IT. I DO NOT GET DEPRESSED. I GET TEMPTED. WITH THOSE THINGS. I FELT DEPRESSION COME AT ME, BUT I DON'T ACCEPT IT. I KNOW HOW TO ENCOURAGE MYSELF IN THE LORD AND HOW TO WALK IN VICTORY. AND, SEE, I JUST BELIEVE THAT THE WORD OF GOD TEACHES THAT HE ALWAYS MAKES US TRIUMPH. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT I HAVE TO GO THROUGH THESE BOUTS OF DEPRESSION AND DEFEAT AND THAT GOD HAS ORDAINED THAT AND SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, HE IS SOVEREIGNLY CONTROLLING IT. AND BECAUSE I KNOW THE TRUTH, THE TRUTH HAS SET ME FREE. BUT IF YOU DON'T KNOW THAT, IF YOU'VE BEEN TAUGHT THE WRONG THING, THEN THAT IS UNBELIEF AND IT'S THAT UNBELIEF THAT IS STOPPING YOUR FAITH FROM WORKING. HOW DO YOU GET RID OF THAT? THROUGH PRAYER AND FASTING, THROUGH FOCUSING YOUR ATTENTION ON GOD, SPENDING TIME WITH A GOD THAT YOU CAN'T SEE, LISTENING TO HIM TALK TO YOU. YOU CAN'T HEAR IT WITH YOUR EARS, BUT YOU CAN HEAR IT WITH YOUR HEART. AND YOU FAST, YOU DENY YOUR FLESH, YOU REFUSE TO INDULGE YOUR FLESH. PAUL SAID, I KEEP UNDER MY BODY, LEST WHILE I'VE PREACHED TO OTHERS, I MYSELF SHOULD BE A castaway." MAN, YOU DISCIPLINE YOURSELF. YOU FOCUS YOUR ATTENTION UPON GOD AND WHATEVER YOU FOCUS YOUR ATTENTION ON, YOU BECOME DOMINATED, CONTROLLED BY, SENSITIVE TO WHAT YOU NEGLECT, THE WORLD AND UNBELIEF YOU BECOME HARDENED TOWARDS. YOU CAN USE THIS IN A POSITIVE WAY. TODAY'S MY LAST DAY. TO TEACH ON THIS. I'VE GOT THIS BOOK ENTITLED HARDNESS OF HEART. we GOT THE CD'S AND DVD'S. AND TODAY'S THE LAST DAY TO OFFER THIS OVER TELEVISION. I REALLY ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS. IT WOULD MAKE A HUGE DIFFERENCE IN YOUR LIFE. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AND PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. ANDREW'S BOOK, THE HARDNESS OF Heart," MY HEART WAS HARD TOWARDS THE THINGS OF GOD. AND THAT that BOOK EXPLAINED TO ME about that. It was sensitive to the things of the world, even people, which was okay, but it wasn't sensitive
0: to the Word and to God.
1: I just didn't understand that as a Christian I could have a, a hardened heart. It stops me from receiving.
0: Andrew's complete series titled Hardness of Heart is available in either a CD or DVD album and a book in either English or Spanish. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. You can get these products as part of the Hardness of Heart package which includes both books and your choice of either CD or DVD albums from both Hardness of Heart and How to Become a Water Walker. The Hardness of Heart package has a catalog value of $75, but you can receive all of these valuable resources for just $55. Andrew's book, Hardness of Heart, is also available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge.
1: Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was DOING THE PRAISE AND WORSHIP, AND THEN SHE'D COME BACK AND RUN THE SOUND WHILE I WAS PREACHING. WE DID IT ALL ourselves. NOW WE HAVE SO MANY PEOPLE HELPING US, AND IT COULDN'T HAPPEN WITHOUT YOU.
0: IT'S VERY TRUE. WE'RE VERY THANKFUL FOR OUR PARTNERS AND WHAT
1: THEY'RE DOING, AND YOU'RE GOING AROUND THE WORLD, TOO, AND EVERYTHING THAT THIS MINISTRY DOES. AMEN. SO WE JUST WANTED TO SAY A SPECIAL THANK YOU And uh, we love you. And every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us.
0: You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m., Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. On March 23, 1968, Andrew Womack received a dramatic revelation of God's unconditional love and grace. Since then, Andrew has shared this nearly too-good-to-be-true news with millions of listeners worldwide. With his daily television show reaching 4.4 billion people worldwide, Andrew's message is changing more lives than ever before. He's expanding the vision through Karis Bible College, which has already discipled thousands of students around the globe and continues to grow every year. To learn more about what God is doing through the ministry, visit awmi.net.
1: I want to encourage you to check out a brand new program that we created at Gospel Truth TV with Tony Dungy and James Brown. They're both at the top of their game. Tony is an award-winning, Super Bowl-winning coach. Uh, James Brown is Uh, AT THE TOP OF HIS GAME, ANNOUNCING SPORTS THINGS. THEY DO AN INTERVIEW ON BEYOND THE GAME WITH JB AND TONY, IS WHAT WE'VE ENTITLED IT. AND THEY INTERVIEW THESE SPORTS FIGURES AND SHARE THEIR HEART WITH YOU ABOUT THEIR RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. AND I TELL YOU, IT'LL BE A BLESSING. SO CHECK IT OUT ON SUNDAYS ON
0: GOSPELTRUTH.TV.